Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you Monday to Friday, weekdays at 10am UK time. I'm joined this morning by Umar. How do you make you good, Joel? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just laughing at the comment uh, from Amira. Is this the day we finally get do it from you boys singing Rice, Rice Baby? No. <laughs> it's the answer to that question. Uh, no, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> A, because just no. B, because StreamYard means you're out of sync anyway, so it would sound horrifically bad, um, even without you know knowing how we both sing. But uh, certainly uh, what we can say, Umar, is that uh, today, finally, uh, I mean, until obviously he's in an Arsenal shirt officially and we see it and all of that stuff, but last night, David Ornstein dropping the news that Arsenal have completed the agreement finally um despite it being kind of you know it's it's been in their quotes done for quite some time they agreed the fee it was just all of the little details being sorted out that's now been sorted medical on friday for declan rice how relieved uh is that the right words that this is kind of over is it a, a sense of because i'm i'm kind of over the the hype of it yeah, the, 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 it's true. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm it's like, true. cool. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, he's an Arsenal player now. But I'm also like, I feel like the big day for me was when Man City dropped out yeah, the race. Hundred percent. That that was the big kind of like, yeah, this this is this is happening. Yeah, Man City aren't gonna come back in, and and that bid's gonna get yeah that that, that price is gonna be what it costs to get him. Um, but yeah, mm. tell me how you're feeling. Yeah, um, to be fair, I have the same um, feelings and thoughts uh, as you. Like yesterday when Ornstein dropped the bomb, like I was like, wow, like the Ornstein bomb is, 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 is amazing news. And then Fabrizio said, here we go. So I was really happy in terms of that. I've done a quote to you. I was like, let's go. But then the, the most optimistic and most happy I was was last week when Man City dropped out of the race. I was like, mm. okay. Man City are our nearest competitors for this deal. If anyone is to get Declan Rice um, from under us, it's going to be Manchester City. So as soon as they were out of the race, um, I think they fed their journalists in terms of that they were no longer interested. They never wanted the bidding war. Um, with Arsenal, with this deal, I was like, okay, he's definitely coming to us. Like As, as much as West Ham have basically made it difficult for us, I've basically continually said today, um, news aggregators that, look, we, we don't mind keeping Declan Rice here for another season. It was never going to happen. Yeah. West Ham are not going to um, risk losing out on £100 million because football is a funny old game. You never know if a perform player's performance can drop next season, an injury can take place, etc. You may not have an opportunity to get £100 million. Again, mm. in, in a way, um, Declan Rice, I think he had 18 months left on his contract or something like that. So the time now to sell was this summer. They've, they've, they've got the money that they wanted. We've got the player that we've wanted um, and had a long-standing interest for what over seven months now. So everyone wins in this situation. We have a player which is um, for the here and now a statement signing, um, one which I've continued said, um, one which we've not had since Saul Campbell. To be honest, we've had other great players come to this uh, fantastic football club: the Ozils, the Sanchez, Cazolas uh, of this world. But when I look at Declan Rice, I look at one of the best upcoming midfielders who has not hit his peak right now. He's 24 years old and he's not hit his peak, which is scary. Mm. Like this is a signing that I think in Sir Alex Ferguson's days, he would have signed Declan Rice if you're still a Manchester United manager. That's how good I think Declan Rice is. Like there was a lot of talk when the £100 million bid was 
being tabled. A lot of Arsenal fans were getting a bit irritated, annoyed, saying, let's just pull out. There's other midfielders in the market that we can get. There isn't. There isn't. I know it's it's nope. easy to say that, but when you look at what Declan Rice can offer us here and now, why Mikel Arteta has been obsessed with this player for, what, over six, seven months, there's a reason. Mm. Like Caicedo, I'm a very good player. But I look at Declan Rice and I think Declan Rice is the player that can take us to a Premier League title mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. He's got all the characteristics you want. Not only forget about the way he's he, he is as a footballer, talented, um, he, he's got so much to improve on, develop on. But I like the character, that captain mm. leadership, the personality. We've been crying out for that for a long time in our midfield. And now that we've got Declan Rice... Arsenal have showed ambition. Arsenal have showed ambition and a lot of opposing fans may be laughing at us saying, they've spent £100 million on Declan Rice. <laughs> Ignore the noise. Ignore the noise yeah. because they are jealous. I I'll tell you that far. Oh. They are the jealous. jealousy is unreal. Like, burning. Burning. <laughs> Chelsea and City and Man United were linked with Rice for like the last three years and it was always a case of Rice is going to go Chelsea one day. He's going to return to that club. You know, um, Liverpool... I've always been linked with Jude Bellingham. As soon as that kind of moved away, it was like, I wonder if they'll move for Rice. You know, Arsenal just weren't talked about because people don't like talking about Arsenal. People don't like talking about, you know, the success of this club. There is a jealousy towards this deal. There is a jealousy that Arsenal are moving in these circles again, without a doubt, because for a long time, Liverpool fans, Chelsea fans, City fans, United fans, I don't know, City have fans, uh, United fans, you know, have all kind of been in a situation where Arsenal have just kind of been, you know, Arsenal be around, but if we focus on ourselves and we can close the gap to Man City, that's the challenge. I'm sorry to, to disappoint you, but Arsenal are certainly here. Arsenal this is a are... comment which I find interesting. Like... Mm. Liverpool spent less than 100 million on two ballers. There's players that they've signed. I would have, like, a few years ago, Arsenal were making those signings. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah Arsenal making I those signings. I, I think you, it, you, yeah. you tweeted it the other day, I think. I yeah, I did. Yeah. I said and, that Zoboslai and, and McAllis are the type of deals that Arsenal used to do. And Declan and we're doing what Liverpool we now do. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I think that that is the difference. Like, for me... McAllister and Zoboslai in that Liverpool team, look, they're good players. There's no doubt about it. They're good players. Did they take Liverpool back to a title challenge? No. Did they take them back into the top four? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, but in terms of what you look at this Arsenal team, Declan Rice is the type of player that even though we have Thomas Partey who may or may not leave, you know, that's the type of player that you sign to, to take you forward. That's the type of signing that Liverpool... Did when they brought in Van Dyke. This is Arsenal's Van Dyke mm. style signing. This is the player that's meant to level us up. And not only that, but we're not done, you know. And we haven't, this wasn't our first signing. Kai Havertz is going to get his, you know, this is the time to laugh, rival fans, at the Kai Havertz deal. This is your time to laugh. Exactly. <laughs> and I look forward to him shutting you up very quickly, is what I hope for. You know, I, I'm happy to have egg on my face. I'm happy for this to be memed and all of that stuff if it fails and I'll hold my hands up if I need to. I don't think but it will fail. I, I hope that it doesn't, but I just feel like this, if you're going to laugh, rival fans, this is your time to laugh. You know, this is your time. Just, you know, take as much time as you want now because I'm pretty darn sure you're not going to get that chance hmm. as much this season as you might think. Yeah, TC's got the receipts ready.
He's got the receipts, right? <laughs> Honestly, mate. I said I weren't going to do a, a phone-in show on, on TGT for a while until the Declamice deal was done because I just saw so many people like, Edu out. Oh, crazy. Slow. We can't get the big deals done. That's two summers in a row, by the way. We've signed our number one target. Gabriel oh. Jesus last summer. Declan Rice this summer. Alessia Russo coming in as well as a big yeah. business on the women's side also. The the business Arsenal are doing, you know, is just... I can't fault it, really. You know, the Havertz deal is a risk. That's the only fault I have, is that it's a risk. Could we have gone a bit safer with a signing? I'm not sure who you bring in. Yeah. <laughs> but... You know, if the choice was between him or Zoboslai, Zoboslai doesn't play where Havertz is going to play for us, so it didn't make sense. For those saying that we should have signed Zoboslai instead, it doesn't play where Havertz is going to play for us. So it doesn't really work in that way. So, um, And Daruda is a Liverpool fan in the chapel, says that Liverpool are going to get Lavia. Again, Lavia doesn't start for us. I'm not sure he starts for Liverpool right now either. He's a good talent, you know, mm. really good talent. But... When's he going to play? And that was always kind of my question mark about that deal is when is he going to play for us if we sign him? When's mm. he going to play for if they sign him? You know, I just hope that Arsenal went into this window signing players that have the capacity to start. Havertz starts. You know, he's going to yeah. start on that left side uh, of the midfield alongside Odegaard. Rice will start. There's no way that he's not starting. Timber has the competition to start either at right back or right side of centre-back. He will start games. So... Now it's a case of where do we go from here? Right back, I think, is the area that we might see movement. We're being linked with Henriks, who we talked about yesterday. And there's also suggestions that Arsenal have an interest in Jeremy Frimpong, who, if I had a choice of the offensive right back I want, it's Jeremy Frimpong. Um, I don't know anything regarding this on my side of things. I don't know how real this is. Um, But what do you make of this link? Yeah, 100%. Like, um, in terms of buying a fullback that is more different to what we currently have, Frimpong fits the bill. Attack minded, explosive, someone that can play at left back, someone that can play at right back, someone that can also play as a right winger as well. So you've got so much versatility. And I think that's what Mikel Arteta is trying to do this summer. You've just touched on Kai Havertz. Yeah, there's, there was probably other players that we could have bought in that left-sided midfield position. But Mikel Arteta is also thinking about playing Kai Havertz in a, num- in a number of other positions. He's got the ability to play as a striker. So if Gabriel Jesus needs a breather, Kai Havertz could fit that role. Kai Havertz in the past has played out on the flanks. So versatility is key. Timber, he signed in Timber. Um, and that, that Timber is a player that can play as a right-back, a right-centre-back. He could also play as a midfielder. Declan Rice compares a number eight, compares a number six. So options, options. And that it shows that quality over quantity is what Arsenal are looking at this summer. And Frimpong is an interesting link because, uh, don't get me wrong, I like the inverted style of fullbacks. Like, it's, it's very um, pleasing on the eye to watch. Mm-hmm. But don't get me wrong I, I i like that explosive uh fullback that just likes attacking up and down the wing like remember bakri sanya back in the day i love sanya the, the stuff that he used to do from right back one of our best right backs uh, over the past few years and i know michael is trying to go through for that inverted fullback role um timber you just don't know where timber may play though we're at the moment we're thinking about timber is going to be as a rotation option with Ben White, someone that can come in if Ben White needs a breather, someone that can compete with Ben White. He possibly may not. You just never know what Mikel Arteta is thinking. So it's interesting. We've been linked with Cancelo. We've been linked with Henriks. We've been linked mm-hmm. with Frimpong now. Surely it means that Tierney could be set to depart. Um, 
this window because if you're looking to buy a player that can play as a left back and as a right back, someone's out of the door. Whether that's Tomiyasu, I just I, I can't see Tomiyasu leaving because I think Tomiyasu will basically be what Rob Holding was to us um, last season. Someone which is mm-hmm. a utility man, someone which can play in a number of positions, someone that can play in cup games. You saw Arteta against Liverpool at home last season. He played Tomiyasu because he trusted him. Against Manchester City at home, he played Tomiyasu because he trusted him. So Tomiyasu mm-hmm. could be a player for the big games, for the big moments. Um, I think we'll see Tomiyasu next season be playing more as a left-back because I can see Tini departing now if we do get um, a right-back in. But yeah, I like Frimpong. I think the stuff that he's won, done with the Dutch national team as well, very, very good. So he's a good player. He's been linked in the past with Manchester United as well. Eric Ten Hag yeah. has had that link. But yeah, it will be it will be different to what we have right now, which I think is more defensive profile. So attack-minded fullbacks, um, they're never a bad thing. Yeah, no, I I was I was aware of him when he was back at Celtic. I remember writing a piece or a yeah. website I used to work for about him um, back then as one of like the really up and coming young, exciting fullbacks on the market. And when he first moved to Leverkusen, like it didn't, it wasn't necessarily kind of a star, wasn't it? Yeah, it was not like oh, this guy is going to you know take things in the in the Bundesliga to the next level. I think he I think he joined was it in January? Uh, I think it was and. Didn't get a goal or an assist in his first season. Moving into 21-22 last season, uh, then he started to play You know, more regularly. Got a goal and six assists in 25 Bundesliga games. And you move more towards last season, eight goals, seven assists uh, in 34 league games. That's more than Granit Xhaka got, by the way, uh, You know, from central midfield. like This is someone that adds a lot of difference to the team playing in that role. Some people will say, Umar, that if we sign these players, when are they going to play? Like we talked about it with Timber. You know, Ben White is the starting right back, yeah? Hmm. William Saliba is the starting right side centre back. Declan Rice is going to be the starting uh, CDM. Odegaard is going to be the number 10. Jesus is the striker. Saka right, Martinelli left. Zinchenko and Gabriel. We know what our best team is, I think, on paper. Hmm. Timber comes in. You know, Havertz is, is coming in. There's arguments we might sign more. You've got Smith Rowe. You've got Fabio Vieira. You've got Reese Nelson signing a brand new contract. You've got Jorginho. You've got Kivior. You've got Tommy Asu. A lot of people would say, well, well when are they going to play? Like, how are we going to do all this? It's interesting because I, I, I had done an interview last season and he kept banging on about it was important that Arsenal had the squad similar to Manchester City's. And he wasn't specifically speaking about numbers because when you look at Manchester City's squad, they're not stacked in terms of having a lot of players. But what Manchester City have, they have quality in those positions. So mm. if Haaland gets injured, they have a striker that can come in, which is Alvarez. Just two, just two strikers in that mode. Um, but Alvarez can also fill the role that Kevin De Bruyne does. So Arsenal and Arteta wanted to get to a stage where they had, you're probably thinking about 18 to 19 players, which are first-team quality, like very, very good quality. And I think once we complete our business for this summer, we will have that. And we will get to a stage where we are nearer to Manchester City because Mm -hmm. a few seasons ago, we had squad depth. Do you remember? We had Cedric, we had Pablo Mari, mm. we had Nicolas Pepe. We had so many players uh, in our team, Rob Holding, but they were not good enough. They were not good mm. enough. Say, for example, a player like Gabriel got injured. We had to call upon Rob Holding. It was detrimental to us, wasn't it? 
Now, if mm-hmm. Saliba gets injured, if Gabriel gets injured, who do we have in reserve? Timber, Ben White, <laughs> Tomiyasu. That's what you need if you want to win the Premier League title. That's what you need if you want to go far in the Champions League. And Arteta realises that. Mm. Injuries cost cost us last uh, season. It's in black and white. It cost us. That's why our Premier League title campaign faltered. Because Saliba got injured and we never had the backups in reserve to basically bridge that gap. Obviously, if Tomiyasu didn't get injured, maybe we could have had an option. But he got injured as well at the same game against Sporting mm. Lisbon. So we lost two key players. And the reserve, no disrespect to Rob Holding, he just wasn't good enough to where we have our standard set with Saliba. But now, if someone needs a breather, someone gets injured, or someone something happens to one of our key players, I'm calm. I'm calm because mm-hmm. I know that we have the capabilities, we have the options, we have the quality now to basically for a player to come in and us not to look any weaker, if that makes sense. But Absolutely. 18 to 19 players, Arteta always had that in his mind. We have that. We've got a squad to challenge across all four competitions. Now, when you look at it, we signed Declan Rice, Havertz, Timber, potentially looking at two more players, if that. Yeah. One, maybe, yeah. to come in. Obviously, yeah, I mean, I said at the start, didn't I? I said five or six. Yeah. Like, and now I can't... I look at the three signs we've made and I'm like, actually, when you look at, you know, Saliba's obviously back, Gabriel Martinelli's back, Tomiyasu's back. Yes, I think we could do with maybe a right back and the variation there. If Balogun leaves, like if, if, if Jesus got injured, right, that's my big question again. If Jesus has another injury, mm. at the moment, Eddie Nketi is coming in or Kai Havertz is, is playing that role. But then who's playing where Xhaka played? Is it going to be Vieira? Is it going to be Smith-Rowe? Are you going to play Rice and Jorginho together if Partey's mm. gone? If Partey stays, you play both of them. Um, that's, that's the only position where I really go, if we do lose Jesus... That is a big question. But is that why he's brought Havertz Havertz in? Well, maybe that's what. Yeah, maybe. But Havertz can do that job. Yeah, of course, and I think he can play false nine. What I'm saying is, I feel like if we do that, yeah. yeah. If we kept Xhaka, I'd be fine with it. But Mm. you know, Xhaka's not being kept. Xhaka's going. We're getting a very good fee, by the way, for him as well at 21 million quid. Mm. But if Xhaka goes and Havertz has to replace Jesus then who's playing in that midfield position? Because it's a big hole to fill, you know? See, but but it shows that this season's big for uh, players such as Fabio Vieira and Emil Smith-Rowe. Like, mm. they need, if, if, if an opportunity arises, we can't wait another season for them to basically um, need time to adjust, injuries, etc. Fabio, Fabio Vieira has had one season. He's, he's, he's acclimatised to the English football, you'd hope, um, the league, um, the country... So I'm expecting a better season for Fabio Vieira. Yeah, chances may be limited because of the amount of quality that we have, but he will get opportunities because injuries happen in football, rotation is needed. And again, that's something that I think Mikel Arteta needs to improve on again this season for the upcoming mm. campaign. Emil Smith-Rowe, I think, is the one to watch. Like Emil Smith-Rowe is the one to watch. At the start of the summer, I thought he could leave. I thought yeah. he could leave. And yeah. I, I thought if there was anyone that was going to leave in terms of a surprise move... It would be a Mill Smith Road because I thought, where does he fit in this team? Mm. But the fact that Arsenal um, and the media basically come out and said that he's going nowhere, it shows that Mikel Arteta believes in him. He trusts yeah. in him. And it's it's similar to when everyone thought that Martinelli was going to leave. Do you remember that a few seasons ago when Arteta wasn't playing him? 
And there was a lot mm. of doubt of saying, oh, what is Arteta doing? He's ruining Martinelli's development. Yeah. It's crazy, this and that. And look what happened. Yeah. We were reaping the rewards. And I'm hoping, I've got my fingers crossed, we could be seeing similar with the Millsmith row because the talent is there. It's just about getting rid of those injuries, getting minutes on the board and showing Arteta what he's capable of because he is a top, top talent. I think with Smith-Rowe, it is still a bit of a make-or-break season. You know, if he has another season like he did last year, you, you can't begrudge him if he wants to therefore move and play somewhere regularly. You know, and I think Arteta needs to utilise him for the bench more. I think you'll start seeing him come on for Odegaard uh, a bit more. Uh, mm -hmm. I think he'll start playing in that 10 row a bit um, and playing centrally. Of course, yes, he can rotate with Martinelli, but we've got Trossard and Trossard's a bit of an unknown quantity. Yeah, He's yeah. also someone maybe I forgot about when I said about Jesus not being yeah, true. available. Because when Trossard played centre forwards, we looked good. Like, like we look really good. When it depends playing. on the games, doesn't it? It depends on the games. Like Trossard's good for certain games when I look at him play. Like I think defenses that defenses that I, I, I'm trying to find the right word, but in in certain games he struggled as well. Like, but he he, he has been a good um, option that we can use, and he's at a good age as well. To be fair, and again, he's an option that's not going to really complain about first team minutes. But again, it improves the squad quality. If, say, for example, Jesus is out, Trossard has in the past proven that he can do a job in that number nine position. He's also played out on the flanks as a right winger, as a left winger. So again, versatility from Mikel Arteta. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I look forward to seeing, I think Trossard and Jorginho are two of the most overlooked players in this squad. Um, and I think that they are going to be real assets to us next season. Um so overlooked I forgot completely about Trossard when talking about what happens yeah. to when Jesus is out have a Shaw can come in but maybe maybe it's Trossard that comes in to that role instead because mm -hmm. I think it was let me get the record up when he was starting because our winning record when Trossard was playing and starting in that centre forward role was really really good um, let me just find the stats from last season 2022-23 came in obviously when in Ketty I think it was the uh, it was the game after Everton. Was it Villa? Yeah. Uh, he came in and started uh, in the wide area. In the wide area, wasn't it? it? Yeah. Yeah. And then and he started to forward against Leicester. Hmm. Uh, and then when we played Everton, he went back to, according to transfer marks, he went back to left wing, but he didn't. He did play centre forward, but Martinelli kind of interchanged with him. His relationship with Martinelli was really good um, hmm. in that forward line. So, yeah. Played centre forward against Leicester, got an assist. Played centre forward against Everton, got an assist. We beat Bournemouth 3-2. Obviously, he started and came off in that game with that injury. But then he came back for the game against Fulham. What did he do against Fulham? <laughs> Three assists in that game. Um, started at centre forward against Palace. Uh, got an assist in a 4-1 win. Started against Leeds on the right because, uh, obviously, Jesus had returned uh, by this point. And we won that game 4-1. He was then taken out for the game at Liverpool which we drew. We took him out again against West Ham. We drew. We took him out against Southampton. We lo we drew. We took him out against Man City. We lost. We start him against Chelsea. We win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he did not start the next game against Newcastle, in which we also did win. But he then started the next two games against Brighton and Forest, when, of course... Well, actually, he didn't start against Brighton because Martinelli got injured in that game. Really but then he on. started against Forest, and and we did lose that. But he started the, the last game of the season, got two assists against Wolves in a 5-0 win. Hmm. Now, he ended the season for Arsenal with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 
10 assists in six months for Arsenal. Uh, Trossard is very, very underrated still. Um, and he's going to be one of the most experienced members of the squad. I'm looking forward to seeing Trossard play with a Champions League badge on his arm, to be honest, and seeing what he does in that competition as well. So let's wait and see what happens. But Umar, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Rice, rice, baby, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Do so Libra's get... back as well, which is great news. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we touched on that. He's in Martinelli and Tommy Asso all back in training. Really good to see. Uh, thank you, everyone, in the chat box for tuning in. Uh, we will continue to bring you updates. Of course, the next name on the list to wait to find out about is Yuri and Timber. And uh, any further updates on that, we'll bring them to you. There is an expectation this deal is going to be done. Um, so no panic. Remember remember all the panic that you were feeling yeah. about Rice? You know, and it's fine. Remember, I told you. I told you, yeah. everyone, to just be calm. Just be Mate, calm. I told everyone. Just be <laughs> I was like, just chill. Even when City bid, I was like, yeah, yeah we're yeah. going to sign him. Yeah. We're gonna, it's, it's not a problem. Do you remember the day that Man City bid? Like the chaos of that day. Like Crazy, the meltdown. Bro. Crazy, like <laughs> it was Ed who screwed it again. Everyone's messed up. We're not signing him. He's going to City. We got no chance. Oh well, we bodied City in the market. Everyone was saying, "Oh well, City can blow Arsenal out the water." Who was it who blew the other team out the water? City don't do. City don't do bidding wars. Look at past history. Mm. Back to last summer when they were going for Cucurella. Yeah, yeah. Jorginho, exactly. As well. Yeah, I think there's one other actually. Sanchez, uh, Ronaldo. I can't remember so many names. Yeah, Ronaldo, uh, Alexis Sanchez was the other one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man United just put in far too much money. Uh, yeah, turns out City are the team to get blown out the water for players. <laughs> True. Anyway, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow before I then head off on another holiday, so you can expect <laughs> another raft of signings. You know, while I'm away, so that's how it works. Uh, Umar, thank you for your time, mate, as always. I appreciate it, mate. Uh, we will speak to you very soon. Have a fantastic Wednesday. Enjoy it. Uh, bask in the glory of our Declan Rice signing. We'll see you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. Oh, yeah.